When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, everyone. A little moment of honesty this week is that I honestly was drawing a huge blank when I sat down and... I wanted to think about what I wanted to discuss this week. I feel like there is a lot going on in my life from a transition perspective, a lot of transitions that I'm going through that I'm not quite ready to discuss yet. I feel like sometimes when I'm going through big life transitions, I like to kind of let it settle a little bit before I start to open up a conversation about it. And I think because of that and because of being kind of private for the first time about certain aspects of my life, I generally don't find that I'm a very private person, but there are certainly things that I do tend to be private with. And because this transition is a big part of what I've been doing these last few months, it's kind of hard to come up with inspiration to talk about anything other than what's really on my mind. And so... You know, I wanted to take the pressure off myself a little bit creatively and just to speak to that for a minute. My creative process, I remember a couple of weeks ago when I was doing an episode, someone asked like, how do you get inspiration? And I really don't look at it as getting inspiration. I feel like I do best when I'm able to speak directly to things that are happening in my life right now and to be able to just reflect on them a little bit more and when I'm creating an episode that's really all I do I think about something that has come up for me or that I've been asked to cover and then I just think about how that is manifesting itself in my life right now how that theme is showing up what I'm working through what I'm thinking about and it's fun to create for me in this way because there's not very much friction happening with my life and what I create. In other words, it's pretty seamless. I can just speak honestly about what I'm currently experiencing. But that does make it a little bit harder in these times where I want to pre-plan things and, you know, have the ability to just sit down and come up with ideas for whatever reason in the last little while that hasn't been coming as naturally. And this is a long way of saying that today is just going to be a very casual conversation. And I want to revisit a topic that has been both very prominent in my life, but also has been a really popular topic here on the podcast, which is broadly 
relationships, but today specifically we'll be talking about friendships again. And, you know, we've talked about it, I believe, twice already, but I love revisiting topics. I love adding to certain themes. I love to incorporate new thoughts, new information. And I think today's episode is inspired by the fact that when I did the episode, I believe it was two weeks ago, on certain things to normalize in relationships, specifically like intimate partnerships, I got a lot of good feedback about that. And specifically, I got people saying like, it's really nice to hear these types of things. It's refreshing to know that, you know, I'm not alone in this feeling or this is completely normal. And so I thought I'd kind of do something similar with friendships today. And what I wanted to do is just bring light to certain dynamics in friendship that can be awkward and maybe we don't want to acknowledge within ourselves. Maybe we have never experienced it. Some of these may not apply to you, but there's certainly themes that I've felt a varying degree of shame about over the past, in the past, I should say. And, you know, anytime I start to notice that, I think it's a good opportunity to just begin to have a conversation. So what we're going to do in this episode is I'm just going to talk about a few themes that to me have shown up in a lot of different friendship dynamics and I haven't really ever felt like there has been avenues to discuss these themes and these dynamics in a way that doesn't feel embarrassing or cringy because they are things that sometimes are hard to admit even to yourself that you're feeling, let alone someone else. But from what I've experienced, if we're not able to kind of normalize within ourselves that we're having these feelings, they can become sort of hindrances to growing deeper connections and they can really impact our friendships and our relationships is what I've kind of witnessed and experienced. The first theme that I wanted to discuss, I am certain I've talked about before, whether it's been a whole separate conversation or specifically as it relates to friendship. And that theme is jealousy. Now, this could manifest in so many different ways. I think the immediate ways that come to mind is just being jealous of somebody else that you're friends with for let's say their success or their social standing or their life situation and another area that I've noticed in certain friendship dynamics is not just that not just being jealous of like somebody's actual life situation and what they're experiencing but being jealous of somebody else's friendships and the connections that that person has and it's almost kind of cringy to admit that you I guess it's cringy for me to admit that I've felt this way and friendships and continue as an adult to feel this way where It feels like it comes from a place of being scared of being left out, but I find how this manifests itself is, you know, you're hanging out with a friend and 
maybe they are constantly talking about this other friend that they've also been spending a ton of time with. Or just like in the way that, you know, you're talking about plans for the weekend and someone else could speak about having plans with another friend, whether that's a mutual friend or not. And what I found in different situations and to varying degrees over the course of my life and of my friendships is a twinge of jealousy in those conversations. And the reason that I thought it was important to recognize that within myself was I I wanted to call out and recognize when I was feeling those feelings so that I wasn't projecting or making these feelings of jealousy, which come from a valid place, a bigger theme in the friendship. Because I have experienced friendships where certain themes kind of become a prominent component of that friendship that are more to do with a woundedness on one or both parties. And I think just like relationships, friendships can be a very valuable tool in being able to see these tendencies within ourselves and to be able to work through them and to potentially, in some cases, recognize that they may not be the most supportive in the way that they manifest. And, you know, when I think about jealousy, I think about the fact that there are two places, two main places that it comes from for me. And the first is a genuine feeling of this person isn't really prioritizing our friendship, but I see them prioritizing other friendships a lot more and I feel like my needs in this friendship are not met and I think that's a valid thing that can be very uncomfortable to communicate and may not be well received because what somebody is able to give to one friendship excuse me doesn't necessarily have to look the exact same as what they give to your friendship and I just feel like comparing one friendship against another isn't really helpful for me. But I think a more prominent way that I see jealousy showing up in this particular kind of scenario, it's coming from a place of feeling left out and feeling like if someone forms a deeper connection with someone else, that is going to be to my detriment. So it's associating somebody else's Somebody else forming a new friendship or strengthening an existing friendship with my kind of rejection or my exclusion. The reason that I think having these conversations and just being honest about, hey, from time to time, I feel jealousy in relationships or in friendships. The reason I think that that is so important for me is because I don't necessarily have to immediately draw the conclusion that just because I'm having these feelings, there's something wrong with either me or the relationship. When I investigate these feelings more deeply, quite often they're coming from a place of reminding me of something that was really hurtful earlier on in life, whether that was a one-time experience or something more prolonged. And I think so many of us can relate to that feeling of being excluded in any way and how that can really follow us and that fear of being left out and being on the outside and not really having 
those close connections, how that can influence even how we react in our current relationships, even if it happened, you know, 10, 15 years ago. And I remember as a response to noticing that I was operating from this place of like fear of being left out and how that was showing up in my relationships, my initial response was like, well, I don't want to have to need anyone. Like, I don't want to have to rely on any friendship or any relationship to fulfill me because I just want to be able to do that for myself, which I think to some extent is still true to have a solid foundation within ourselves. But I remember talking to a mentor about this and she basically said like to deny yourself the desire to have community and to feel included and to have friendship and just to generally have that sense of support and connection is it kind of goes against our natural instincts because we are such social creatures. And in the past, that would have been how we survived and thrived. And I'm really interested in things that show the impact of how community and connection can contribute to well-being and longevity. And so I think to deny myself of those connections because sometimes they can be painful and I can face painful emotions when I'm in those relationships is doing me a disservice because on one hand I'm denying myself of connection which is really important to me and on the other hand I'm never really working through and healing the place that that reaction comes from. I think jealousy specifically not just in friendships but in relationships is something that for me has been really important to begin to work through because on both sides of receiving that feeling of somebody being jealous of me and also being the person that feels jealous of someone else, that dynamic never feels good to be in. And I think it can really interfere with certain relationships growing deeper and growing closer. And so for me, it's really worth being able to investigate those feelings, being able to acknowledge them, and again, not really making a big deal out of, oh, I kind of feel jealous in this moment. I don't necessarily need to tell this person that. I don't need to act on it. I don't need to make a snarky remark or make some sort of narrative about why that person is hanging out with this other person, but I can take a step back and ask myself, the friend that I really want to be, how would they react to this situation? And in the case of, okay, maybe I feel this twinge of jealousy because my friend has plans with someone else this weekend. If I were to ask myself, okay, how would the best version of me as a friend respond to that? It would be that I would be really happy for that person and that I would want that person to have really good solid connections with a variety of people and that I would want them to feel fulfilled on that level and that I would recognize that having those connections with different people would really support them and contribute to their well-being and that's what I ultimately want for a friend of mine. I think the same goes for the other type of jealousy that I had sort of mentioned, which is just generally being jealous of a friend's success or their life situation or, you know, something that they've accomplished or achieved. I think a similar type of mentality would apply where I would ask myself, like, 
why do I have this feeling and why do I potentially think that they're experiencing something that isn't available to me and because of that I can't be happy for them or I can't be supportive. What I would also say is in those moments where I feel jealous of somebody's experience or something that they are experiencing, I think the expectation is that we have to at all times be really happy for people and being able to recognize that that is the end goal for me, but sometimes in the moment that doesn't feel accessible and to just feel, to try to get to a place where I just maybe feel neutral. In the moments where I feel jealous of somebody else's success or specifically a friend's success, it's probably something to do with the fact that I feel deficient in that area. So let's say someone has a really good amount of career success and they have this big financial gain, for example, and maybe I feel a little bit deficient in that area. In that moment, because I feel deficient within myself in that area, maybe to expect myself to feel super, super happy for that person feels like such a stretch. But if I can just be supportive and feel kind of neutral about the situation and then maybe recognize that that's something for me to explore on my own. I think though where it becomes sort of a source of conflict is when I don't recognize that. I don't sort of self-audit and see that, hey, this person is having this success and I'm not having the best reaction to it. Is it appropriate in this moment for me to act on those feelings of, whatever it may be, whether it's jealousy or resentment or whatever. Because at the end of the day, again, when I go back to what kind of friend do I want to be, I think one of my biggest pet peeves in friendship and relationship is when you share something happy with someone and they immediately start kind of saying negative things. And so I don't want to do that to other people. I don't want to make other people feel negative about something that they're really excited and happy about. But recognizing and giving myself a little bit of breathing room, if maybe I don't feel like I can be my fullest supportive self in that moment to maybe just take a step back, to be able to do some reflecting, to be able to just question where that reaction is coming from without needing to act on it and then to be able to maybe revisit that conversation a little bit later when I'm feeling a little bit more balanced. I think in a perfect world we're able to be so supportive and happy and positive and excited and the biggest cheerleaders for our friends at all times but that's not always the reality and I think that there isn't any value in being hard on ourselves when we do have those feelings of jealousy or hurt or resentment or whatever it may be, recognizing that it may not actually be anything to do with that person, more just what their success may represent to us. And I do think that that's really important because I always feel worse when I project those feelings and I voice them onto someone versus kind of taking them back to... 
for me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Sort of reflect on why I'm having that reaction as I've kind of mentioned. I just think, again, in the same way that being on the receiving end of someone being jealous of you for who you're hanging out with, someone being jealous of a certain situation that you're happy about also doesn't feel really good. And it doesn't feel good, I don't think, to be sending that type of energy to your friend. I think in any situation where I've made any type of comment in the past or even felt that and wanted to make a comment, I haven't really felt good about that. But yeah, I just think being able to appreciate that These are usually coming from very valid places and to be able to give ourselves a little bit of grace in that process of, you know, it's okay if you're not having internally the best reaction to everything that your friend is sharing, but how do you then take that back and sort of reconcile that so that you're not projecting that onto somebody else and potentially harming the relationship by sort of misplacing whatever wound that is onto another person. And I do think that that takes a lot of self-awareness and like being willing to admit that like you're feeling these uncomfortable feelings and it's not necessarily to do with that person, but it may be more to do with how you're interpreting this situation. And like I said, I have been in both sides of that dynamic and I think being able to just be honest at the very least about where those feelings are coming from for me has been also very validating and healing to be like hey I'm not gonna lie like I'm just feeling this type of way about this situation it's nothing to do with you but if I'm not having like 
the reaction that you're expecting is just because they feel a little bit hurt or a little bit sad. And again, I do think that this is just coming up for me because of my own personal experience and not necessarily something to do with this current situation. Okay, here's another sort of awkward friendship dynamic that I feel like no one wants to talk about. And it's when you introduce two people who then become closer than you are with that person or you are with the person that you introduced. Now, I have been both the person to introduce a friend to someone else and they become really close, but I've also been introduced. So I've been in both situations. And I think, again, when I reflect on, well, how do I want to be as a friend? I want to be happy for friendships that are forming. And I want to be happy about the fact that, you know, someone that I introduced connected on a deep level and that they're getting to experience that great connection and that friendship. But at the same time, there's this awkwardness when it feels like then you are kind of being pushed to the side and you're starting to feel excluded. So sort of similar to the conversation about jealousy, I think when experiencing I guess it would also be jealousy or just kind of resentment when you witness people that you introduce becoming closer than what you feel you have with that person or maybe you're starting to feel excluded from those dynamics. I think that, again, it can come from two places. One being a valid feeling of not being included and your needs in that friendship or those friendships not being met versus two people just connecting and understandably getting together maybe in times where you're not available or you're not around and forming a friendship and just feeling some discomfort as a result of that more due to maybe past experiences that you've had. And I still think that there is a respectful way to go about forming a friendship with someone that you've been introduced to by someone else, provided that you are still both close and connected with that person who formed the friendship or who made the introduction. And I don't really know exactly what that would look like, but I think, you know, at the very least, making an effort to include that person who has introduced you in some of those interactions feels kind of nice. And to I I think one awkward thing again it's just like is it necessarily an evolved take for me to say this I don't know but sometimes I find it really awkward when like you've introduced someone to a friend let's say you've known this friend for ages and then that new person that you've introduced your friend to starts like telling you information about that person like oh did you know that it's almost like there can become this like sort of competitiveness of who knows that person better or a possessiveness of who kind of is in ownership of that friendship. And the reason that I say that doesn't feel like a very evolved take is because to be the person that is sort of being competed for, if that makes sense, and to be the people that are in competition for that person's attention 
it just doesn't feel good and it doesn't feel like a good healthy friendship dynamic i think the reality is is people that we introduce to each other have the potential to connect on a different level than the way that we connect with them on and if i were to consider again what type of friend i want to be of course it's someone who is supportive of new friendships forming and acknowledging that there is the potential that people that you introduce are going to get along better than the way that you do with that person. But to not try to interfere with that because if that connection that I'm facilitating ends up being a really good, healthy, positive connection for two people that I care about, then I really shouldn't try to stop that from happening just because it would make me feel a certain type of way. While at the same time, I do think it's very fair to want to feel included and to want to feel considered by not just your friends, but people that you're introducing to each other because it's so nice to have that experience of having a friendship facilitated by someone else and it feels nice to have the reciprocity of then being included into that group dynamic. And I just don't think in general it's a good feeling to then be kind of excluded from that situation and for your introduction to then result in potentially a decreased connection with one or both of those friends and I have experienced that before and it's not a good feeling and I I do think that there's a respectful way to go about it and the main thing would be to make sure that all parties feel included and feel like they're part of the, like they're being considered, I should say. But I don't know. I think in general, that's kind of a tough one and it's kind of an awkward one. And I don't really have the solution to how to navigate that situation because again, of course you want to facilitate friendships being made, but I'd love to hear your thoughts on this. If you have any, if you've ever been in that situation and if you found anything to help navigate any awkwardness with that whole situation because the positive thing that could result out of introducing two people who then really connect is that you could form a larger circle um but i do find kind of on a separate note this wasn't one of my speaking points that sometimes also like the bigger the group gets the more these types of awkward situations happen where it's like you still want to be spending one-on-one time with people or maybe having like little groups of three within that bigger group but then you don't want to make other people feel excluded and it can be kind of hard with scheduling to get the whole big group together and it's kind of interesting because recently in Vancouver my friendship circle has kind of consolidated in a way in that people that I was kind of friends with on an individual level have connected and become a bigger group which has been really nice But then I've just noticed there is this element of like, how do you still maintain those individual relationships knowing that when you are in a group setting, you're not really able to connect one-on-one in the same way. And it's all just very new to know how to navigate that in a way where everyone still feels included and everyone's needs are being met and it's still a supportive circle where people are still able to form individual connections and not feel not have other people feel left out. Okay, this brings me to another theme that is more of like something I've noticed is kind of awkward about your late 20s. And 
it goes hand in hand with a feeling of kind of feeling left out, but also completely understanding certain situations and wanting to be happy for people. And because I'm kind of in this phase where, you know, friends are getting married and people are having weddings, one thing that is awkward to me is not getting invited to weddings that you thought you would be and other friends being invited and you not being invited or vice versa, you having been invited and other people that you know not having been invited. And it's just so interesting because of course you want to be happy for people on their big day and it's not about you. And so you really have to do your best not to make it about you. But it is kind of interesting to observe how that feels very similar to like being a kid and not being invited to a birthday party. And it's just funny. I think not necessarily something that I have a lot of resentment about. It's just funny how even as adults, I still witness and observe similar dynamics happening to what you would experience or what you would feel when you were younger and how without looking at that we can just react in the exact same way over and over again as maybe we did when we were that kid and we weren't invited to that birthday party and we did feel left out and the awkward theme isn't like specifically not being invited to weddings but I think something that you I personally find hard to acknowledge within myself is situations where I just feel left out and I feel like an outsider to something that maybe I previously felt like a core member of and you can understand how that transition happened because maybe you didn't put as much effort into that friendship or maybe you moved away or you know it it may have been a very natural transition out of that experience but when you're faced with that really poignant example of how that friendship has changed and how you're not really a part of that circle anymore it's it can be a difficult feeling and I think you know something that I felt in the last little while is especially with having moved around a lot you know I have moved multiple times since graduating high school is there is this element of like everyone's kind of getting their friendships together and they're really solid in that department and then you feel like you're just kind of starting off and you know I think that moving away and starting fresh can be very romanticized but one of the consequences that I've experienced which I wouldn't trade I wouldn't change anything but it just is the reality is that it is harder to restart and to then witness the people that you're moving away from continue on and carry on and that's just the reality but it doesn't mean that when you watch that happen and you watch people kind of carry on with their lives move on and continue to build those connections that it doesn't still feel like that twinge of hurt and feeling a bit like an outsider and a bit like you're I mean, on a very kind of dramatic level, you're being forgotten on some level. I think that while, you know, life transitions are a natural part of evolving and growing and recognizing that along with certain transitions, there may be certain friendships and relationships that change, 
it doesn't take away from the fact that that can feel difficult in that moment. And you can be simultaneously really happy that you made that change and that you took that risk while also feeling sad that maybe you missed out on those moments with that friendship group that you moved away from. And for me, it's never a question of like, I'll never get that back because you just never know what's going to happen. But it's about recognizing that it can feel hard to feel like you're watching other people's lives progress in that way and you're watching people form those connections and strengthen those connections while you're basically starting from scratch. So I had a few more topics that I was going to talk about in this episode, but it's kind of feeling like this is a good place to leave it. And, you know, just to summarize, I think like my my intention behind this episode and my general message both to you listening and myself is like we can feel difficult emotions in friendships and awkward experiences and come up against you know feelings of hurt and jealousy and resentment and anger and it doesn't necessarily mean that that friendship is doomed or that it's not the right friendship and For me, being able to discern the situations where my needs are not being met and my expectations and standards in that relationship are not being met and maybe consistently so versus here's something that I am uncovering about myself in this relationship that I can see being sort of a wedge to this relationship. How can I work through this either by myself or maybe with that person in order to strengthen not only this current friendship and this current bond, but potentially strengthen all my future relationships because this big theme will no longer be so prominent or I'll have the tools to know how to work through it. And then also being able to just in those moments where I am feeling those uncomfortable feelings before acting on them and before you know, reacting to them to be able to ask just a simple question of like, how would the friend that I want to be react? And is this emotion that I'm feeling right now going to result in that type of reaction? And if not, can I kind of take that away and just do some reflecting on where that may be coming from while potentially being able to just be honest with the person about, hey, I'm kind of feeling this. It's nothing to do with you, but I just wanted to let you know if I don't have like the best reaction right now, it's not because I'm not happy for you or something along those lines. So those are some themes that I wanted to kind of discuss, normalize. It's always good to just talk about things that feel kind of awkward, but that I'm sure we all experience. And based on anytime I ever talk about something like this, like themes that I think are very you know, abnormal and only I struggle with. I get a flood of messages about people who are like, wow, I feel the exact same. I didn't realize it was not just me, etc. So that motivates me to continue having these conversations and just be honest about where I'm coming from, how I'm evolving in friendship, and also the fact that I am not and probably never will be perfect, but I'm I'm learning a lot through shining the light on some of my own tendencies and how that's showing up in friendship. So I hope that you enjoyed this episode. I'd love to hear your thoughts either in the Q&A feature on Spotify. I love reading those. Haven't figured out how to respond yet, but 
And I don't even know if there is a way, but maybe I'll figure that out someday. Or in the anonymous submission link. I've started to get a lot more submissions in that link that are like unrelated to prompts that I put out, which I love because they give me ideas for future episodes. So definitely keep those coming. But yeah, I will leave it at that for this week. Enjoy the rest of your week and I'll see you in the next episode. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.